Welcome to Quaker Faith and Podcast, where we will explore traditional Quaker beliefs and the variety of Quaker beliefs found today. Hello, and welcome back to Quaker Faith and Podcast with Mackenzie and Micah. Uh, the section heading on the part of our, the book we have been looking at that we are going to look at today is a very common Quaker phrase, what canst thou say? And where this phrase comes from is um, a bit of writing from Margaret Fell, who was one of the first Quakers, where she talks about being in Alverston Church and hearing George Fox start to preach. Um, if you don't know, there is actually a part in an Anglican service where the priest might allow someone to speak and in this case, uh, it seems Fox actually did have permission to do so, which is not always the case with him. Fatal error. <laughs> allowing <laughs> allowing Fox to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a guy that doesn't know how to shut up. Um, but she says that, you know, he was he was talking and saying how you know, Christ is the light of the world and lights every man, etc. And even though she was familiar with you know, the Gospel of John, this was still novel to her. And um, at one point he says, he's talking about um, the scripture and what, and people knowing the scripture, but, you know, taking, whether they've taken it into their life or not. And um, he says, you'll say, Christ says, says this, and the apostles say this, but what can you say? Are you a child of the light? And have you walked in the light? What you speak, is it inwardly from God? And that is updated to be modern English because it's definitely usually with vowels. <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it one more time, uh, just because I think this is pretty central to what we're going to be talking about. Fox says, and this is Margaret Fell remembering what Fox says. Right. This is this is her recalling her moment of conversion, her her or conviction, or her come to Jesus moment. And he, so he, she remembers him saying, "And you will say Christ says this, and the apostles say that, but what can you say?" Are you a child of the light and have walked in the light? What you speak, is it inwardly from God? And Fell goes on to say, This opened me so that it cut me to the heart, and I saw clearly that we were all wrong. So I sat down in my pew again and cried bitterly. I cried in my spirit to the Lord. She said, We are all thieves. We are all thieves. We have taken the scriptures in words and know nothing of them in ourselves. So for for Fell the great uh, for for Margaret Fell the great realization and what 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 uh, convinced her to become a part of the early Quaker movement was uh, this realization that she she and those around her had been taking the words of Scripture and using them, but they didn't actually have a lived understanding uh, of what those words meant, um, and so it was they were they were just they were just words they were just stories they weren't. Um, a, a lived experience, um, and in Fox uh, and the other early Quakers, she discovered people who uh, actually were beginning to live out uh, the words of Scripture and actually beginning to live into the story of the Gospels and find find their lives in that narrative. And you know something that um, sticks out to me in this because. It's very common to note when when you see the things that George Fox um, would say or write, or you know any of the other early friends, 
um, who for, for whom we have written materials. Um, it's very common that if you know the Bible pretty well, you'll start spotting all the references they're making because they make so many references. Mm -hmm. And so to me, when I look at this, the you may say Christ says this, the apostles say that, but what can you say? That reminds me of when Jesus asks the apostles, um, who do you say that I am? Yeah. And um, they say, well, some people say you're Elijah. And some people say you're... Uh, the prophet. The prophet. Um, and Jesus says, yeah, 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 but, but, but who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that, that's, I think that's a, that's, a good, that's a good observation. It does really resonate with that, with that portion of scripture. So uh, I think I think really the the question the question for this episode is uh, what does it mean for us today to 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 have something to say about Jesus um, and because as as I think is becoming a theme on our podcast because you know the truth is is like we're, we're in this podcast we we often rehash some of the same stuff because it all it all sort of come comes around and I think it once again is coming around to for most of the church throughout history. The purpose of their faith uh, has often not been so much uh, to to have uh, a personal experience of God and of Jesus, but rather to follow a certain set of rules and a certain set of rituals. So, um, what does it mean for us to actually have that kind of relationship with Jesus, where we're not talking about Jesus as someone we've heard about, but we're talking about Jesus as a friend that we know? And something that I find um, kind of ironic at this point is how how much um, like I mean there there are other denominations that talk about um, having a personal relationship with Jesus or with Christ or Jesus Christ or however you want to construct that. Um, there is some weirdness with how friends have traditionally used. Jesus when referring to historical person and Christ to, re to refer to a metaphysical thing, whereas lots of other denominations don't, most other denominations don't do that. But that the idea of having a personal relationship is actually a way that it's spoken about in a lot of other denominations, but meanwhile has been seriously downplayed in Quakers, uh, you know, over the court. Like it, it was clearly very big 300 years ago, but has done a downward slide of, um, it's not as common, I think. I'm sorry, what's not as common? talking about having a personal relationship with Jesus well I think or with Christ or whatever I think I think the thing that um, so the whole do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ I think that's a that's a that's a phrase you will hear frequently in evangelical circles right and I think Quakers and for that matter I think Roman Catholics and Eastern Orthodox among others uh, are going to take issue with that phrase not because of the relationship part but because of the personal part Mm -hmm. And the idea, the idea that it's all about your one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus, when uh, for for most for for most Quakers and certainly for uh, traditions like Roman Catholicism, Eastern Orthodoxy, um, it's not all about you. It's about the community. It's about the church, and it's about the co the the collective relationship that we have with God through Jesus. Um, so I I think uh, if if friends today including including uh, the vast majority of friends who are Christian, if friends today don't talk a lot about a personal relationship with Jesus, 
is not necessarily so much of an aversion about an aversion to the idea of a relationship with Jesus. It's a skepticism about this idea that's sort of a compartmentalized one-on-one with no reference to community involved. Okay, yeah, that I mean that that makes sense. Um, I think there's also certainly a set of of Quakers who um, the Jesus part is <laughs> maybe more of the issue for them than than the personal part. Sure. Um, and that even that actually this this part here actually especially more so than some of the other things that we've hit on in this book. Um, can fit for them because the the question you know what what has what has been your experience of the divine of of um, you know the supernatural or um, you know, whatever's beyond ordinary you know that speaking to what has been their experience is something that I think um, in the parts of the society that are less comfortable with Jesus that's still something that they are comfortable with right. does that make sense. Yeah, and I think and I think something that's important to take away from this is that when 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 Margaret Fell's remembering George Fox saying this, um, George Fox and the early Quakers, um, the, the 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 import of their message was not you was not we don't need to take any 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 past uh, experiences with God and writings about them such as the Bible. The message was not, we don't need to take these things seriously. We don't need to take any church tradition seriously. Um, but we just need to like go about whatever we feel right now. That wasn't the message. Mm-hmm. The message was rather, um, all the things you're saying that you got from the Bible, all those things, all, all, those, all those writings from the Bible are true. But unless you yourself have experienced the truth of them and have, and have begun to live them in your life, uh, it doesn't matter whether the scriptures are true because they haven't because the truth they're testifying to, you haven't experienced and you aren't manifesting yourself. They haven't affected you. If right. They don't, if they don't, if if you memorize the entire Bible but it has no impact on the way you live your life, then why bother? Right. And I mean, this is this is why uh, you know early early Quakers would typically uh, you know they they were very happy to affirm you know all the all the major traditional doctrines of the Orthodox Church. Um, Little O. Right, little O. Uh, Orthodox meaning uh, non-heretical. Traditional. Yeah, sure. Traditional Quaker Christianity. Um, (laughs) But uh, so the Quakers like George Fox were were perfectly fine essentially more or less reciting, you know, the Apostles' Creed off the top of their heads and saying, oh yeah, of course we agree with all that. Um, And then, uh, but, but then turning around saying, but it doesn't matter if you, for you to simply believe that intellectually, if you're not living it, if you're not experiencing it, if you're not, if your if your life isn't being transformed by it, I just attempted to see if I could still do the Apostles' Creed in my head because you know I used to be Catholic and all, but apparently I've actually been to Catholic Mass on enough Sundays that I've started to get some nice scene wiggled into there and it got mm-hmm. all, it got confused. Um, <laughs> anyway, but so but so <laughs> I, I I think the point here is that. Uh, Traditional traditional Quaker Christianity is not so much about denying, like you know, Fox doesn't say Christ says this and the apostles say that, but who cares what they say? He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't say that. He says Christ says this and the apostles say that, but what can you say? Meaning, of course it matters what they say, but because what they say is the truth, but is it in you? Mm-hmm. But but what impact does that have? How how do right. you how do you take that? How do you put it to use? Right. 
and and I mean, and not so much, and not so much how do you put it to use either, but um, the same spirit that inspired the scriptures must inspire you mm-hmm. if the scriptures are to be of any use to you. Mm-hmm. In fact, the fact you know the fact is is that uh, the scriptures are dangerous in the hands of people who are not inspired by the Holy Spirit because we can only misuse them. You just kind of um, hit on the whole like why for so very long there were no Bibles in um, the vernacular language of anywhere, mm. <laughs> right? Say more about that. Well. Um, you know, it was a really big deal when um, the Bible was translated into English for the first time, the Dewey Rames Bible in the 16th century. Um, that was, you know, the Catholic Church had been um, maintaining that the um, Bible should be Latin. Um, the priests could read Latin, educated people could read, you know, well educated people could Some read Latin. Some of the priests could read Latin. I had to read enough to recite it, but that's yeah. true that I. It's true that I'm sure there are plenty of Catholics who can recite "Año de Vitor de Catamundi Miserere Nobis" and have no idea what it means, but it's the Lamb of God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Um, and I probably mispronounced some of it, but. Um, <laughs> so no, I was not speaking in tongues, Jonathan. Um, <laughs> but. Um, that, if only people who have actually studied the Bible for realsies in seminary are the ones who have a Bible that's in a language they can read, then that uh, results in a different thing than, you know, I think we mentioned at some point, previous episode or something, um, about context and exegesis, etc., that mm. that if you just read the Bible um, without having any context and without having the Holy Spirit's guidance, um, or the inner light or whatever, um, to guide you that then you can come up with some pretty odd things. Right. Um, and so, you know, the Catholic Church's response to this for a long time was, you know what, how about if we don't let the uneducated masses read the Bible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and the Quaker position was, well, look at look at what a thousand years of educated, of educated priests uh, reading the scriptures has gotten us. It's gotten us a lot of unbiblical doctrines. And so the, the, the Quaker perspective was, uh, let's, let's not, you know, of course, the Quaker movement couldn't have existed. Without, without the, the English Bibles, Without yeah. the mass distribution of English language Bibles. Right. Um, that, that, was, that was a catalyst for so much transformation. Right, because they had the King James and... Geneva. Geneva, mm-hmm. thanks. Um, and, and, and actually many other translations, too. But those were the two big ones. Um, th- there's, one, there's a lot of different translations, and just one I remember that was, it was called the Breaches Bible, because it talked about, because, and the reason it was called the Breaches Bible, as in breaches, like the oh. wear, it was called the Breaches Bible, the Breaches Bible, because uh, it said in Genesis that God made breaches for Adam. Uh, <laughs> you know, when he tossed him out of the garden. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But but so the the early Quakers, uh, they 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 agreed in a certain sense with the idea that um, that the scripture, you know, like I say, the scriptures are dangerous in the hands of people who are not. Uh, qualified to read them, mm-hmm. but the qualification is not education. The qualification is not the imprimatur of a of, of an ecclesiastical institution. Right. It is the presence of the Holy Spirit that qualifies us to mm-hmm. read the scriptures properly. Right. Um, which you know, can be hard to verify. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> That's not not exactly subject to outside verification the right. way a uh, Masters of Divinity is. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Which is why, uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, our last episode was about tests of discernment. 
Um, and those are those are really the, the tools of the trade for Quakers and in, 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 in discerning whether leadings are coming from the Holy Spirit. And that's that's I mean, every church, certainly in the Roman Catholic Church and Eastern Orthodox, any other church, Anglican, um, they're they're doing the discernment process. Their bishops and priests and their lay people are going through discernment processes. Yeah, um, I mean, how do they pick the new pope, right? Right. So they're doing discernment. Um, but for Quakers, col- the collective discernment of the whole community of believers is incredibly important because there's no there's no special uh, uh, there's no special set aside leadership cast of people that that can basically do that discernment for them. Mm-hmm. the the whole The whole community of, of, of believers uh, need to show up and do the work. You can find us on the web at quakerpodcast.org, as Quaker Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and on iTunes. Thank you.